Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Welcome back into the program. It's Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is Sports Call on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. As we go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time during today's program, we're very excited to welcome in a very special guest. It's our buddy Bill Bender from Sporting News, kind enough to join us today. Bill, how's your Friday going? How are things in your world? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Excited to chat with you as a college football is nearing the fall is getting closer to us and we've got several things to dive into here as we get set let's start local and then we'll kind of expand out to a more national level with the sport are auburn tigers getting set to open up the second season of the brian harson era what's your pulse from the outside looking in on auburn tigers football i mean obviously it was controversial offseason there for a minute but uh he's there he's the coach i think you know, it starts with the quarterback position who kind of takes that over and takes hold of it. And, um, and they have some good pieces as usual, and the Penn State game will be a good barometer with them having that, them in uh, Auburn this year. But I think most people are expecting somewhere in the middle of the SEC. I'm not sure what the highest one you guys have seen, but, I mean, it's going to be a battle weekend and week out. And, and, Bill, obviously a lot of talk about Brian Harson already after just one year, and it seems very premature to be talking about this. But nevertheless, what's your inkling on on just job security at this standpoint for a guy that's in reality have you know having to rebuild everything and just been on campus for one season? Well, I mean, the pragmatic approach would be to give him time. I mean, I've always been a proponent of if you hire a guy, you give him three to five years. Otherwise, what are you doing? I mean, if you press the reset button after one year with a guy, then that's that but i mean there's also a thing to be said about fit and i and i always talk about fit when it comes to college football and that that matters when you hire a head coach he's got a fit there's a reason why Dabo swinney doesn't coach at wisconsin so um you know i i mean that's the thing to watch for this year how much does harson fit and nothing proves that more than winning so i mean a fast start in september would go a long way in uh putting away some of those doubts a quarterback battle is certainly set to take place for this Auburn football team with T.J. Finley in the mix and Zach Calzada coming in from Texas A&M. You've got Robbie Ashford making way over from Oregon. But I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball, Bill, and talk about Tank Bigsby in that backfield. We obviously know how good of a running back Bigsby has been throughout his career. In the grand scheme of things, though, I mean, is it fair to put this guy as one of the top backs going into the season? Sure. I mean, there's explosiveness. There's ability to you know carry it 20 plus times in a game those kind of things and you know if he stays healthy and within that rotation they can rely on him he's obviously one of the more uh notable running backs in the sec this year there are some other good ones but yeah i mean i'm, I'm anticipating that they definitely rely on tank a lot early in the season bill obviously auburn has its own quarterback battle but i feel like there's a, a good number of quarterback battles really across the country multiple quarterback battles taking place just in the sec of some of those battles, both in the SEC and, and and kind of nationwide, what are the most appealing and interesting quarterback battles in your eyes? 
I mean, up here at Notre Dame and Michigan, uh, you know, Tyler Bookner could be the guy that takes that first snap when they play Ohio State this year, and, and that's an opener. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Um, your way, I mean, who's going to win that LSU job? Is it going to be Miles Brennan? Is it going to be Jaden Daniels? They bring him in from Arizona State and Brian Kelly's first season and a pivotal first season. Texas A&M, obviously. You mentioned Calzada transferred to Auburn. But um, they sit and then they get Max Johnson. A lot of it was so weird. A lot of the SEC quarterbacks came and went. Some of them had left places where they were starting. It, it was truly a uh, remarkable offseason when you have 20 to 25 guys that uh, in the transfer portal and could be starting at FBS programs, this division, or uh, Power Five programs this year. Bill, you mentioned uh, the LSU Tigers. They have a new head coach in Brian Kelly. A lot of coaching changes happened this offseason. Of the coaching changes, which ones do you think will be successful long-term? Which ones are you expecting to make an immediate impact? Uh, what, which ones are just most interesting to you? I mean, Brian Kelly and, and Lincoln Riley, obviously. You don't have that happen hardly ever in a coaching cycle. I mean, think about it. Like Brian Kelly is the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame. He went to LSU, and then Lincoln Riley was 55 and 10 at Oklahoma, and in a position where they were probably going to compete, if not win, Big 12 championships every year. And he he left. So I mean, those two alone, and they're top 10 coaches in the sport. So when both of those guys transferred, it obviously created two very interesting, monstrous holes. And um, you know, they backfilled those well, though. I think Marcus Freeman and Brent Venables will do a good job at Oklahoma and Notre Dame in their place. And, and Bill, I want to follow up on Lincoln Riley to USC. I mean, such a monumental shift, not only because of how good Lincoln Riley been, but obviously the program that Oklahoma is. I mean, in the annals of college football, it is one of the very elite programs along with Southern Cal. So what did you make of that decision? And then also moving on with the USC program, uh, what's a reasonable timeline for Lincoln Riley to get USC back towards the top of the country? I mean, they, they'll compete this year in the Pac-12 with what they have. I mean, he was able to pull Caleb Williams. He was able to get Travis Dye, that's Oregon's leading rusher, and then the coup was getting Jordan Addison to come over from Pitt. I mean, that's the Blitnikoff winner and arguably the best receiver in the country. So he sold that well and uh, has his program going, and I think, uh, you know, they're going to need a couple cycles. Uh, but, I mean, he was a hit right away at Oklahoma. There's no reason why – that team can't be very creative and compete with Utah and Oregon and, and the best teams in the Pac-12. Can they compete for a national championship? I mean, I'm not there yet because there's just depth through, through recruiting that needs to happen first, but, but they truly will be an exciting team. We're chatting now with Bill Bender from Sporting News, all things college football right now. You can follow him on Twitter at BillBender92. And we take a look at some of these coaching changes, the coaching carousel going in to this college football season. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma. That means the Sooners need a new head coach. And it's Brent Venables who comes in from Clemson. Auburn has had a coaching change within the past few seasons, and that was a name that so many of the fans were really trying to champion and get Venables down to Auburn to take over this program. Uh, he ends up at Oklahoma. What is that going to look like? What's that fit look like there in Norman? Well, I mean, he knows the program, obviously. And, again, fit matters. And, you know, they bring in Levy, Jeff Levy from Old Miss, the offensive coordinator. I mean, Old Miss was among the leaders in total offense last year. So I thought that was a good hire. And, uh, 
they bring in Doug Gabriel from UCF to play quarterback around a pretty strong supporting cast. So, yeah, I mean, that's another team that absolutely could, could be very interesting and, and make some noise this year in college football. And, and I'm looking for them to have a big season um, in the Big 12, even though they did lose Rattler and uh, Caleb Williams to the transfer portal. Bill, when you look around college football, who is the coach that you think is on the hot seat the most right now? What what couple of coaches need a big year or they're going to be looking for new jobs? I mean, we talked about Harzen, but I still think that's a bit early. Um, Nebraska is in a prove-it year because they haven't reached a bowl game yet. Um, they, they showed last year that they could play top 10 teams tough, but it's one thing to play teams tough. It's another thing to go out and get those wins. And I think Nebraska with Casey Thompson at quarterback is going to be expected to uh, compete for the, the Big Ten West. So I think it's a big pressure year for Nebraska and Scott Frost. They'd be at the top of that list. And, and Bill, of course, this offseason we've, we've had a lot of hoopla around NIL, and we've had a lot of talk about just the way college football is going to work moving forward in terms of playoffs and how conferences – do their conference championship games. Obviously, the ACC and Pac-12 already making moves there and the SEC talking about it. I mean, what kind of style to determining a conference champion do you want to see? Do you want to kind of see the elimination divisions and all these power conferences, or do you want all the conferences to be playing one or one or so extra conference games? How, how do you want to see it kind of play out? Well, I think the SEC should probably go to a 3-6 model when Texas and Oklahoma go, and it just makes sense from a viewer experience standpoint. You – uh protect the three rivals and then you play six games and, and you go from there and uh it, it will be uh you get to play everywhere once every four years so if you're an auburn fan you get to go to oklahoma stadium if it's not a protected game once every four years you get to go to old places like the classic rivers i looked up something i can't believe this uh you know since the college football playoff started florida and auburn that was even as somebody that grew up in Ohio, that was a game you watched, and they've only played once in the college football playoff era. Yeah, you're telling us. Uh, the Gators haven't been here in, in quite some time. They had the game there in 19 in Gainesville, but it's, it's been a while since the Gators have come to the Plains. We'll see uh, if that does, in fact, come in place. I think all of us are fans of that 3-6 model taking place. Bill, I want to go to uh, one of the stories that you've recently been working on over at Sporting News. You took the time to rank all of the coaches at the FBS level 1 to 131. How do you start a project like this? Like, Tell us what this looks like to make it come and be. Oh, I mean, it takes a while, but I mean, I've done these for years now, so you just kind of bring the spreadsheet over and then you figure out where everybody is and you add it. Like, we look at a variety of factors. They're overall record their record at a school there i like looking at the record the last three years because then you get a feel of okay kind of what has this guy done for me lately type deal and it's a fun list to put together it obviously generates a lot of discussion because not just not everybody's going to agree with that list obviously but you know we have a lot of fun putting it together it's the labor of love for me and generally it does generate a lot of discussion about the sport and that's what we're all about no kidding let me let me close with this let me ask about one of those names in particular here within the state we saw a man in the top half of the coaches in all of college football and that's mr bill clark there at uab in birmingham having won two conference championships in 2018 and 2020 just the job he's done revitalizing that program and what is uab what do the blazers look like going into this season in conference usa bill 
they'll compete in that conference as they usually do because of Bill Clark. I mean, one of the better group of five coaches. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not sure exactly where he ranks among the group of five coaches, but I'm assuming it's top five to ten because that's where we always have him. Um, outstanding coach, outstanding leader, given what happened with that program when he was able to resurrect it, and I, I look for them to continue to compete in that conference. Looking forward to it. Bill, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and talk all things college football. Remind us where we could find your work and maybe any stories that you've got coming up over the next few days. Yeah, I'm at BillBender92 at SportingNews.com. You can catch all that work there. It's a pleasure catching up with you guys. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the time today, Bill. Thank you.